Thank you, Chair. Uh, honorable Senators, I rise to speak to the message from the other place in front of us today. Uh, Senator Harder elaborated in great detail about the content of the message, and I want to refer in particular to the consequences to, for permanent residents who are convicted of summary offences under C45. And of course, I'm disappointed that the government saw fit to reject this amendment, and this in spite of the reasoned approach that we put forward. We pointed out the distorted, disproportionate, unintended outcome of certain sections of C45 on permanent residents, and not to repeat myself, but in essence, a double penalty is imposed on permanent residents who are found to be in contravention of C45. And this double penalty is imposed even when there is a conditional discharge or someone serves no time at all. Um, we argued in committee and in the chamber, I believe, that this was not simply it was not simply unfair, but also against the principle of the bill, which is decriminalization, and instead, as a knock-on effect, there is an over-the-top uh, impact on just one class of residents, and that is permanent residents, whilst others uh, follow a different path to rehabilitation. So different strokes for different folks, in other words. We did not ask for special treatment, but for equal treatment for those who are convicted. Uh, and by focusing the amendment on those whose penalty is less than six months, we would not uh, be uh, covering uh, or, or dealing with those individuals who have caused bodily harm and therefore uh, would be serious criminals. Our amendment uh, was reasonable, it was constructive, and it was incremental. However, as we all know, the government has rejected this amendment. But what senators may not know that in the last few weeks, I and a few other senators have, as, as we have crafted different versions of this amendment, we've also had a number of conversations and exchanges with the minister and his office. And during these conversations, we have been able to convince the minister that action is required, in fact, it is required now, and are exploring different options for going forward. I will therefore not be insisting on this amendment, because I, for one, am willing to take the government for the, at their word and the minister at his word, that they are in fact seized with this issue and the urgency to resolve it. We have been assured and reassured that they are actively looking at solutions in the short and the long term. I will not repeat what Senator Eggleton cited in, in the letter from Minister Hussein, uh, only to say that um, the pro a commitment has been made to working with us. And the letter says, for instance, that I am committed, the minister says to us, I am committed to carefully considering and addressing the immigration consequences of Bill C-45 and C-46. My department is examining the tools within my authority to mitigate immigration consequences, and so on and so forth. Uh, so whilst I am willing to take the minister and the government at their word, I parse the sentences and I am cautious about the qualifying nature of the verbs that are involved. The minister uses words like explore, uh, consider, and examine. Those are not exactly action words. So here's what I'm going to do. I intend to hold the minister to account 
for his promises in this letter and, and for his actions. We will be meeting with the minister in September to discuss how far his proposals, his solutions have come. And, we, and these will range from directives in the short term to proposed legislation in the long term. I also take comfort from a sentence in the letter that says that the department will be proactively informing the public, including permanent residents, to make them aware of the possible immigration consequences of engaging in prohibited cannabis-related criminal activities, as well as impaired driving, which takes us into C46. So I believe that this chamber and the Social Affairs Committee did an excellent job in identifying an issue that the government had clearly overlooked and now are seized with. We have fulfilled our role of careful scrutiny of the bill and identified a major issue and a path forward. Uh, we have found, I believe, um, an appropriate and mutually respectful way of working with the other place. And in doing so, we have demonstrated our value to the people of Canada that we are indeed the House of Sober Second Thought. To that end, I say good work, honourable colleagues, and a job well done. Thank you. Senator Omavar, would you take a question? Absolutely. Senator Adichuk. Omavar, I understand that you're doing your best efforts to uh, put something into an amendment. Um, the minister's letter does not bind future administrations. So it's really at the goodwill of your relationship with the minister. Is that really the way we want to go on amendments? We've been through this before, and the best route would have been a change. So perhaps. Uh, are you saying to me that you're going to, I don't know who we was going to meet with the minister, but I would hope you would let us know, and would you consider in another session to put in an amendment to the bill? I will absolutely uh, inform uh, the chamber uh, I, uh, on the progress of these commitments. Legislation has been promised. It is. Uh, within the context of IRPA, so there will be legislation coming. Uh, I don't know whether it will originate here or in the other place, and that is, some, that is part of the agreement and the discussion.